Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and plants and animals that are important to you. This episode of People Are the Enemy is being recorded on Halloween, which means tomorrow is the first day of November and the first day of National Novel Writing Month. For those unfamiliar, NaNoWriMo, as it's more commonly known, takes place every November, and participants involved attempt to write 50,000 words of an original novel. This will be the ninth year in a row I've participated, and although it makes for an obviously busy month, I've always found it to be an opportunity of self-discovery and eye-opening creativity. In preparation for NaNoWriMo 2021, I've laid out a plot to a new original story, and, and I've done my best to satisfy as many prior commitments as possible to allow for as much free time as I can muster to be sitting behind a laptop typing out a new manuscript for what I hope will be a novel I can release into the world sometime in 2022. Uh, for new listeners to this podcast, forgive me. Uh, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Andy Mascola. I'm the host of this thing called People Are the Enemy. There are no ads on this podcast, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked from listeners of this fine weekly program is that if you love the show and you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life some fine literature, please consider purchasing one or two of my novels. I'm the author of nine books that are all currently available right now in both paperback and ebook format worldwide via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my novels in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People Are the Enemy listeners, this is episode, I believe, 197 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Thanks for spending time with me. I appreciate it. It's good to see you. You're looking well. My goodness, yes, it is Halloween. I, I literally just got through giving out candy. I, I, I think maybe we got 25 kids. That was it. There's usually a lot, lot more. It's very odd. You know, it's been raining a lot, and I thought... Uh, Yesterday, we had a, a deluge of, of, of rain uh, during the day and into the late into the evening and even into like the early morning. But but by around, you know, 7.30 a.m. this morning, it had cleared up uh, significantly. There goes my phone. Sorry about that. Uh, cleared up significantly and the sun was out. And um, and I, I thought for sure, like this would bring out the trick-or-treaters this evening because it was dry all day and and surprisingly warm, 65 degrees in... Like, at the end of October in New England is unusual, and uh, 
I thought for sure we'd have a lot of kids, but no, that wasn't the case. But uh, regardless, see, the kids turned out, the kids that did turn out, I should say, had some interesting costumes. There were some, some great ones out there. I think I saw uh, a Pikachu. I remember uh, uh, one one kid dressed uh, as the Wolfman, like 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 a, a pretty pretty elaborate costume with you know the gloves and the mask and everything else. I didn't even think he had the feet, you know. And it was like you know he looked like a twelve thirteen year old uh, old uh, a kid. And then of course there were a lot of like princesses and whatnot, you know, and uh, little devils and whatnot, little uh, vampire uh, vampires, I guess, or vampiresses, you know. Uh, very cute, very cute, and uh, and of course the parents all come and you know they walk by the house and they they. They they like the way our house is set up. We've got a, a driveway, and then there's a little walkway to the door. And what parents uh, had a tendency to do was they they seem to wait at, on the street, you know. And the kids walk across our lawn up to the front door, knock on the door, and uh, I come out, bring out the candy. And what I did was like you know I put the dog in the backyard because she goes bonkers anytime a stranger comes to the front door, whether they ring the bell or whether they knock. She she has a great ears, obviously. This this animal does and. She's able to detect whether it's myself or my wife or or our daughter, and uh, but strangers like she could she knows the steps are weird, right? And she she hears them when she's inside the house. So I said, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna put her on the lead in our backyard, and I know she'll bark at the kids, you know, walking walking down the street. But at least this way, she won't she won't run to the charge the door and and scare the heck out of the kids, you know, uh, every time somebody knocks. So that's what I did. So I knew kids were coming. Every time I heard our dog barking in the backyard, and sure enough, uh, two moments later, I'd hear a knock on the door, and I'd go and answer it, and there would be an adorable child, and uh, their parents out on the street kind of waving at me, and I would uh, drop uh, drop a piece or two of candy into their bag or pillowcase or or plastic pumpkin, and uh, off they went, you know? I, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I, I dig Halloween, man, and I, I'm a candy guy, you know? I, <laughs> I got a sweet tooth, so... Yeah, man, there were leftover Kit Kats. That was cool. There were leftover Reese's peanut butter cups. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, there were some leftover treats there. Some treats for droops. So I, <laughs> I got in on that, and I'll, I'll need them. As I mentioned in the opening of this show, tomorrow is November first. It's the first day of National Novel Writing Month, and yeah, man, I, I, I've mentioned this before. I'm sure on this podcast, and I've mentioned it on other podcasts I've, I've been interviewed on. That I, you know, sugar fuels my creativity. You know. And, uh, and when, uh, when I'm writing, whether it's, you know, normally late into the evening, uh, during the month of November, when I'm working on a new manuscript for National Novel Writing Month, I will pound candy, man. I will sit there and I will eat two or three pieces, you know, of the small little candies. And, uh, and then I will, I will type till my uh, heart's content, but I feel like that sugar, it definitely does something. I, I once heard David Lynch say something about that. I think it was re in regard to milkshakes, how like he he was a big fan of milkshakes and I don't know if he was going out and getting milkshakes and then and then you know uh having all these great ideas for these uh, wild plots for his uh, his amazing films and his amazing art pieces but yeah man I was right there with him I'm like yeah and I'm still right there with him I think like yeah he's right man sugar does fuel creativity it, cer it certainly does it certainly does you know what else can I talk to you guys about here um, I made a little list of stuff oh I got a five star review uh, for insatiable rejects speaking about speaking of writing uh, Dennis Dennis uh, Ling thank you so so much for leaving me a five star review I, I sincerely sincerely appreciate it uh, what a what a kind thing to do and what a beautifully written review so sweet man I, I really really appreciate what you did Dennis thank you so much if you're listening uh, Dennis left a, a review on Goodreads. And I was appreciative, and I, I reached out to Dennis, and I say, hey, you know, if you're 
Thank you so much for leaving that, that beautiful review on Goodreads. If you're inclined to do so at all, please feel free to put it on Amazon. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so I, I you know, as it me shopping for a review a little bit, yeah, but just encouraging the gentleman to, to say, hey, you know what, if you want to, if you want to, you want to just replicate what you did here on Goodreads on Amazon, sure would help a fella out. And he said, yeah, I'll do it. Sure. No problem. And, uh, and I don't think he was a big fan of, of Amazon, per se, but he did it. Thank you so much, Dennis, for doing that. And to his credit, Dennis wrote an entirely different review than the one he put on Goodreads. And, you know, it was just as, it was equally beautiful and, and equally complimentary and kind. And, and I, I couldn't have been uh, happier to, to, uh, to have seen that this morning. Thank you so, so much, Dennis. And, and anybody else who wants to leave a, a review, uh, please, please feel free. I, I, am, uh, I am obviously... Obviously grateful of uh, of any reviews on any sites of my works, and I appreciate it. Thank you so 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 much. Uh, what else can I tell you, man? I, you know, I was thinking a lot about um, I was thinking a lot about uh, you know the music I've been listening to the this past few days. You know, I I bought some new music on Friday, and I bought a I bought a couple like I, you know I'd say I'd like bought a hip hop album, but it's. The, one of the, I or two hip hop albums, but the truth be told, it's really just one. You know, and, and I don't know if you guys know this fella, uh, JPEG Mafia. Do you know JPEG Mafia? Oh goodness, gosh! I, I my daughter reminded me how much I love this song called "Baby I'm Bleeding" about three years ago. This this fella who calls himself JPEG Mafia put out this album called Veteran, and I remember researching him a bit, and uh, it turns out, you know, I've got his name up here. I, I brought up the. Um, the wiki. Yeah, his his real name is Barrington Hendricks. And if I remember correctly in his bio, which I, I'd read when I was uh, listening to the song Baby I'm Bleeding about three years ago, uh, he his album was called Veteran, and he literally is a veteran, you know? And and, and uh, it was very good, and I enjoyed I enjoyed the entire album, if I remember correctly. And, but his latest work is called LP! Exclamation point. And, and I, I, I guess he put out two different versions of it, and I saw it reviewed by uh, Anthony Fantano of uh, The Needle Drop. Yeah, I, yeah, I watch Anthony Fantano. Yeah, I, I'm entertained by Anthony Fantano. You know, I, is do I think he's always right? No. Do do I appreciate his opinion on things? Hell yeah, I do. Yeah, I appreciate anybody with an opinion and anybody that talks about music on, on you know, on YouTube. I'll I'll check out for sure. I read a lot of reviews and I uh, and I like to watch a lot of reviews on on YouTube. Anyway, I saw he gave a glowing review to this LP exclamation point by uh, JPEG Mafia, this this new full-length album. And I, I went on Bandcamp, and uh, I saw that uh, it was uh, Name Your Price, which I thought was was extremely generous of, uh, of Barrington to do with his uh, his album. And uh, in reading the liner notes, I couldn't help but take a little bit of offense. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. Like, I'm going to read these liner notes, because I guess what happened was he... Um, he it was trying to fulfill a contract of sorts where he, he had his last album was on a major label and he's i think this this fulfills the contract uh for that major label and in order to in order to be able to use samples uh and not have to pay for them i think i think it's you can do a charge what you want on bandcamp and there therefore you avoid any kind of litigation you know what i mean where it's it's not it's it's the money that you're you're giving for the album on Bandcamp in that case is in, uh, you know a donation of sorts, right? So that way you can. So he put made two versions of the album. He had a, the, the major label version, which I guess did not include as many samples. 
um, which was for a label, obviously, in order that they, they didn't have to pay exorbitant fees to use the music. And then he cleverly made a second version of the same album with uh, some added uh, music, I guess, and uh, he kept the he kept the samples intact and said charge and charge what you want. And in my mind, that's brilliant, right? Very very smart. It's is a lot of work. Heck yeah, it must be a lot of work to make two versions of the same album. Anyway, I, I thought I'd read this to you because there there was something that I kind of took personal offense to, and, and you'll understand why. It's nothing huge, but but please, um, I'm gonna read it and uh, I'm gonna edit some of it, obviously for the language. But uh, but I'll keep the swears in at least. How's that? But you know, obviously, I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything. Um, I'm not going to say anything I shouldn't say. How's that? Okay, and you'll know what I mean. Okay, so again, this is uh, these are the liner notes or the notes that were included on the Bandcamp version of JPEG Mafia's album uh, LP exclamation point. I've been making music since I was 12 years old, but I've been in the music industry for about four years now, and almost the entire time I've been surrounded by people who never had my best interest at heart. I live and die by the quality of my work, not the hype, and the minute anyone does anything to impede on that, you are dead to me. And that's how it will stay. I had a contract to fulfill, and I used a lot of things I was going to save for the album just to be out of this shit. But it's over now. This is my last release under a label. From this day on, I'm free as hell. More free than I already was, something I haven't felt in a long time. I don't make music for dick riders. I don't make music for casuals. There's plenty of wannabe-ass ends to fill that void for you. If you just need some bullshit to put on in the background while you do dishes or whatever. But I'm just not here for that. Me and my fans, we like detail. So if you're not actually good at what you do, we don't care. I understand that in this day and age, a black man being great at what he does consistently is just not enough for some. My goals are different. My body is different. My mind is different. Where I came from is different. We're not aiming at the same thing. I am a true outcast, and that's who I want to draw in. If you feel out of place in every place, I'm here for you. Because that's exactly how I have always felt. I'm just happy I have people to feel that with now. My time in the music industry is over because I refuse to be disrespected by people who aren't, and I think he meant being, respectably. The word being is not there. I'm adding that in. In the first place. The only ones I care about now and forever are you, my fans. I love you. And for you, will always be here. This is the true LP, and I hope you all enjoy. So yeah, that was interesting. Now you're probably saying, Andy, well, what the heck did you take offense to? It sounds like this guy is, is pretty righteous. And yeah, he is righteous. And I agree. I agree. And and this album, I, I dig it a lot. You know, I, I, uh, I've i listened to it a few times from beginning to end. But here's the thing that got me, man. Okay. And, and, and you'll, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know why I took offense to this. Okay. Um, what does he say about like, okay. If you just need some bullshit to put on the background while you do your dishes or whatever, right? <laughs> now, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm always tweet like uh, doing dishes and listening to listening to whatever, and it may be JPEG Mafia. And I literally had to check my Twitter to say have I ever said I'm doing dishes and listening to JPEG Mafia? Because I'm like, did did he see that and think like <laughs> this is this is not my target audience. This 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 uh, person listening to. Listening to my music while doing the dishes or doing laundry? 
You know, I got I got a little offended, man. You know, and I'll tell you, man, I'm a busy person. I listen to music all the time, right? I was, you know, I listen to music while doing laundry. I listen to music while I listened to I listened to Red Pants today, Jason Lambeth's band, while I was fixing the door. I didn't fix it. <laughs> a piece broke that I got to bring back to the hardware store, but but honestly, no, I'm always and if I'm listening to music and I'm doing something, I like to tweet about it because it makes me feel like, yeah, just this is what I'm doing right now, and I'm sincerely doing that. So when you see that on my social media, I'm sincerely doing it. I I just found it odd that he'd be offended by fans, quote unquote, fan, if they are fan, I'm a fan, right? If fans just doing something casual while listening to his music, I felt like what? Why would you be offended by that? But it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing and. I just, when I read it, it, it hit me, obviously, because I'm that guy. He's talking about me. I mean, not me specifically, but that kind of fan that would, would say, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to put this on while I fix the car. <laughs> and I want to say, like, like, I guess, like, is it okay to listen to music while you're driving? Is that okay with you? Because I do that, too. I mean, I'm doing something while I'm listening. Is that offensive to... This artist or any artist, it's very, very strange to me that that he would take uh, offense to to somebody doing something and that have, that is not necessarily being a true fan. That you're literally like you're you're doing something while you're engaging in the music, as if I don't I don't think of music listening to music while I'm doing an activity as an afterthought. I think of it as participatory. You know what I mean? Like I can literally do those things. Like I, I think I've mentioned this before. I can't. I can't read a book and listen to an album that has lyrics. You know what I mean? Because uh, because I'll be listening to the lyrics and it'll interfere. Can I listen to like jazz, like instrumental jazz while I read? Hell yeah. I can't and I enjoy it. That seems to to enhance the experience for me. I do it often, especially at the gym when there's other people talking around me and I'm like, you know, I <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to read the new Stephanie Grisham book over here. Can you please, you know, and I'll put on like Ornette Coleman or, you know, or Sonny Rollins or something, you know, so I've got that to, to kind of like drown out uh, everybody, um, all the locals talking about the weather or whatever around me, you know, so I don't know. It's just kind of weird, man. Kind of weird. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe it was just an offhanded comment too, but it, uh, hey, I still, I still like JPEG Mafia and I still like the new album and my God, that song Baby I'm Bleeding is probably one of the best hip-hop songs I've heard in the last five years and and so different and so original and that was uh three years ago that 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 came out I don't know I don't you know I don't and I was thinking about this too I'm like do do true like do mainstream hip-hop fans or mainstream rap fans do they do they they dig like what JPEG Mafia is doing or is that considered too outsider is that considered too like underground is that considered too you know left of center I don't I don't know I don't know I I, I'd be curious to know. I, I, I can't say I listen to a whole lot of mainstream hip-hop. I like Playboy Cardi. I guess that's mainstream, right? That guy's, you know, that guy's huge, right? Hasn't he had some, like, gigantic hits, right? He was on Saturday Night Live. You know, he's, you know, he he's famous, right? He's he's a he's a famous rapper, right? I think, you know, I haven't listened to his, his new stuff, but I, I liked it when he initially came out. But I don't I don't spend a lot of time listening to, to mainstream rap um, in particular. But when somebody is doing something original, I think Playboy Cardi was doing something original at the at the his the outset. I don't know if he still is, I haven't checked in, but but JPEG Mafia definitely is. And, and I discovered this other artist, and I'll say this. I discovered this artist via uh, via Fantano this week, too. Again, uh, the needle drop guy, Anthony Fantano. Uh, and he didn't give this album a necessarily glowing review. I think I think he... 
I wouldn't say he completely panned it, but he was uh, he was mediocre on it. This is uh, an album by this this guy who calls himself Little Ugly Mane, right? Now, I, I, again, I said two albums. This is it sounds like the name of a hip hop artist because, well, Lil, you put Lil in front of your name in, in 2021, and you're probably involved in hip hop. And then you've got M A N E, and you think about Gucci Mane, who's you know a hip hop artist, right? Okay, all right. This album is called Volcanic Bird Enemy and the Voiced Concern, right? Oh, what a name! Where do you see this cover? Oh my God. Check out this cover art on this. <laughs> this is this is part. This is the the album cover art. Partly in part sold it for me, or at least made me curious enough after listening to this mediocre review to check it out. And I like this album a lot. I've been listening to this. I've listened to this as many times as I've listened to the new JPEG Mafia since Friday, and uh, the <laughs> the album cover art is just beautiful. And I I'd like to know who the artist is. I think I think that person is. I got a great imagination, and I can't say maybe little ugly Maine, whoever, whoever that is, uh, conceived this idea. But it looks like a looks like a punk rock kid with like dyed blonde hair and like a a leopard leather coat and you know tattoos all over his arms, uh, passed out on a bar, right? It, like a human. Okay, he's a human. I say, and I say that because behind him there's like a puppet cop. Like look, <laughs> looks like a Sesame Street cop. You know what I mean? And his mouth is open, and he's kind of like looking at the kid uh, that's passed out at the bar. And then the bartender, <laughs> the bartender is a a giant like a uh, 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 anthropomorphic duck. <laughs> oh God! And this album is very very good. I like it a lot. I like it more than Fantano did. That's for sure. Volcanic bird enemy and the voiced concern. Yeah, man. I'm I'm telling you, check it out. It's that one's on Bandcamp too. Both JPEG Mafia and uh, Lil Ugly Mane are on. Uh, are those two? Their two new albums are, are 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 on Bandcamp, and I recommend you check them out if you can listen to them for nothing. And the JPEG Mafia is 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 free essentially. You know, it's a, uh, it's it's again, it's a, uh, it's uh, it's he's a righteous dude. Obviously, you know, is he an angry dude? Yeah, for sure, he's angry. Yeah, you know, I got that impression when I heard "Baby, I'm Bleeding." Holy moly. Uh, but, uh, and a little ugly made it's a, I would, I would, like I said, I would, I would, the name intones hip hop, but it's not really hip hop. It's more like it, it, it reminds me more of like mellow gold era Beck. Okay. Or like specifically like loser where like, there's like a weird sample and a guy who's kind of sounds like, you know, like uh young Owen Ashworth. Like, do you guys know Owen Ashworth? Do you know Owen? Oh, I love Owen. Um, uh, Cassio tone for the painfully alone. No, uh, advanced bass or records. Yeah. That's Owen. You know, if you hear his voice, you know, it's very distinctive and it's kind of, um, I, I wouldn't say mumbly, but it's, um, but it, there's a sadness to it. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's almost as like, it's, it's a sadness, but, but he's, he's a great storyteller and I don't think he's necessarily a sad person. I think more or less he has a good sense of humor. And I got I got that feeling when I listened to this little ugly main album. The lyrics were were, and the voice and the delivery was sad, but but uh, but the lyrics weren't necessarily weren't necessarily they were self deprecating, sure, but not necessarily like sincerely depressed. You know, more like self deprecating in a humorous way. How's that? Okay. All right. So yeah, I'm gonna be busy, guys. All right. So this is. I'm going to do my best to keep kicking out these episodes once a week for the month of November, but um, but uh, I can't guarantee it'll be my strongest material. How's that? Okay? Because I'm going to be cranking these uh, 
these words out of my brain into the uh, into the laptop for National Novel Writing Month because I got a manuscript to write. Okay. I don't know what else I can tell you. Oh boy, oh boy! I got to check my text message. I don't know who that was. All right. Here we go. This has been episode 197 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. Peace.